0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Uh, Well, I think I have a bit of an idea of how it's going. Welcome to Episode 88 of The Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the Kingdom, representing the Kingdom. Myself, Brad Simcox, and Ara headlines editor, Tom Childs. This week, Tom and I are heading out to Germany for the Chiefs' home game against the Miami Dolphins. We'll be sharing our plans for the weekend in Frankfurt as we report from Douche Bank Park or for Arrowhead Pride. I, mean, I will work on that. Later in the show, we'll be taking a look at this week's Arrowhead Pride power rankings before taking our first look at this week's opponents, the Miami Dolphins. Good first.
0: It's, it's so funny how dominant this team is over this one division. They are so bad. Like, they just think the Jordan Love led Packers. So the Chiefs are going to get to 30 points, they're probably going to get to 34. They do not pose a problem for this team. I don't care that it's an afternoon kickoff in Colorado. They have just completely fallen off a cliff. This team is broken.
1: We have to talk about it, Tom. How on earth did a Patrick Mahomes-led Chiefs team not score a single touchdown against a 32nd-ranked defence. Wow. Um, I should have been more prepared. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Um, how long's the list? <laughs> I I just, I'm sitting here, what, three days after the game and I'm still trying to work it out a little bit. I just did, don't understand what happened on Sunday. You put the clip in there of my monologue last week, talking about how the Chiefs were going to destroy the uh, Broncos and how the Broncos weren't worthy of our airtime and me saying how bad the Broncos were when really I should have flipped that and said all those things about the Kansas city chiefs. Like it really was a roles reversed kind of day. Wasn't it between the Broncos and chiefs and It's terrible. I think I'm over it. I think I'm over it. But Sunday evening was the least fun i think i've had watching the chiefs in in years like mm. genuine genuinely in years it was it was awful
1: it felt like the old days didn't it it felt like the dark days of chiefs football because literally everything that they tried or didn't try just fell flat on its face didn't it i mean everything there was drops there was missed there was bad runs bad routes Bad blocking, just bad, absolutely everything. I mean, even Patrick Mahomes wasn't well either. I mean, I'm not using that as an excuse. I know I know, it was reported on the beginning of the game that he was suffering from the flu the day before. And I think a lot of us just thought, well, even with flu, you know, it, Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl on one leg. It, flu's nothing really compared to what Mahomes can do. It's Patrick Mahomes at the end of the day. But even Mahomes looked like he just didn't have any trust whatsoever in his receiving core. And it just came down to everything, everything just failing.
0: Yeah, Mahomes was guilty himself, by the way. Oh, yeah, definitely. He had a terrible game. I think across the board, the offense was bad. Travis Kelsey was nullified by the Broncos. They done the exact opposite to what the Chargers done. They covered the middle of the field. They covered those short intermediate zones where Kelsey's so Damaging, They bracketed him. We talked about it last week, didn't we? we mm, talked about we what Brandon Staley should be doing. And that's what the Broncos done. Now, it shouldn't have come too much of a surprise that the Broncos had some success against Mahomes because they have in the past. Mm. Like, I, I looked it up last week when I was writing five questions and Mahomes averages two and a half touchdowns a game against every team in the NFL. But against the Broncos, it's one and a half touchdowns a game. It's a whole touchdown difference against the Broncos. Now, that's obviously dropped now since Sunday. The average would have dropped. So he has had issues with them. But the thing about this particular matchup in the last, how many editions of it with Mahomes versus Broncos, I think it was 12 before Sunday. He's always found a way to get over it. And the Broncos' offense themselves has never really caused us an issue. But for whatever reason, Sunday's game was just a bridge too far. They were, the streak had to end at 12, or I think it's 17 if you include the non-Mahomes games as well. Yeah. It had to end there. And the offense just couldn't get over what the Broncos were doing defensively. Now, is that schematics? Probably. Is it talent? Almost definitely. Like, they just across the board, the Chiefs were not good enough to win their individual matchups Against whoever their defender was, schematically in a matchup between the defensive coordinator for the Broncos and Matt Nagy, the Broncos absolutely won it. They just won every matchup across the board on Sunday. It didn't matter where you looked. Now the on the other side of the ball, the Chiefs' defense was brilliant. They kept us in the game. They enabled the Chiefs to have a have an opportunity in the fourth quarter. So we don't really need to push any blame on them because I thought they were excellent mostly. But the offense, for whatever reason, were just just awful. And I think we can probably go through every single individual player and say, well, they had a part to play into as to why this wasn't a successful match. Maybe except Isaiah Pacheco, who did have a good game, to be fair. Eight eight, eight rushes for 40 yards, averaging five yards a carry. Um, Probably should have seen the ball a little bit more with that kind of success rate. But yeah, the rest of the guys, offensively, were just so, so bad. Some of them... It's their character. That's who they are. Some of them was it
1: was extremely out of character. Your Mahomes, um, mainly. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a telling story, isn't it? When I mean, even even though Mahomes still racked up two hundred forty-one yards, obviously no touchdowns in this game, but Russell Wilson only had one hundred fourteen yards, but had three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, but that's because
0: that's because of the turnovers, man. Like you exactly, look at their, t- yeah, you look at their free touchdowns, um. Scoring drives. I think combined they don't even equal a hundred yards. That's how oh. long the drives were combined. I think they had a fifty-yard, thirty-three, and a ten or something like that. Yeah, uh, that's where their starting positions were for the drives. Um, the Broncos didn't need to go on long drives because the Chiefs just made it so easy for them by turning the ball over.
1: Yeah, we've. It, it's the age-old thing, isn't it? That we say that the that no team can beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs beat the Chiefs, and I, I suppose we've got a kind of. Accepts a lot of the criticism, I suppose, for the Chiefs, but also, like you said, the Broncos just seemed to play pretty damn well at defense, and they just made sure they suffocated everything that the Chiefs were trying to do. Um, Receiving wise, you could tell with Mahomes holding up the ball so long that literally there was nothing opening up for him that he could at least, you know, use as a as a bit a, a bit of a weakness against the Broncos. I mean, they just seem to just cover so well. And they even brought the heat as well. They brought a lot of uh, rushing in there as well. They managed to sack him, what, what was it, two, three times? I can't even remember. I was losing count at one point.
0: I wouldn't say the pressure really done much. Um, no, but
1: it's because he was holding up the ball so long.
0: Yeah, but that to me tells me that they had good pass protection for him. If, he was holding on, if he's managed to hold on the ball for six, seven, eight seconds, that means yeah. the offensive line's doing their job. I thought the offensive line was pretty much okay. There was a couple of plays which probably would have gone a a different way in in a positive sense for the Chiefs had protection at times held on a little bit longer because there Mm. was the odd play where they did get home early, but if Mahomes has got, like, let's go back a couple of years. If Mahomes has got four, five seconds, six seconds a play per drop back rather, Mm. to make a pass, that would have been money for the Chiefs a few years ago. It really would have been, but as you said, Mahomes is just sitting there holding on to the ball. I don't think he trusts his guys to I get over. But no. also, I don't think he's seeing the field particularly well either. Mm. Um, there were um, multiple opportunities to check the ball down on on Sunday, which he didn't take. Now, I'm not talking about the ones at Skymore because that pass was absolutely perfect. But um, there were opportunities in for him to take a check down. There were opportunities for him to run as well. Now, I don't know if it was the illness that was meaning that he wasn't using his legs, but he's been so damaging with his legs this year that it was strange for him to be in situations where he could have ran and he hmm. didn't. Um, we he, I know he ran a couple of times, but in general, there were situations that against another team and uh, a different day, he absolutely would have got the Chiefs a first down, but they just it just didn't work out for whatever reason. But the real problem overall for the Chiefs' offence... Yeah, they were getting open. They weren't getting open, but the self-inflicted wounds that they were causing themselves, uh, causing, were mm. just too much to overcome. Like Valer Scanlon. Let's start with him because fumbling the ball after you've just caught a pass and yeah. you're just trying to make a football move and you just fumble the ball straight away. That I think that was the first turnover, wasn't it? And yeah. that was. That was just a killer. Like you get the ball back, you're going for a drive. I think it was early as well, and it just fumbles the ball. And like you can't do that when you're a guy that's getting under enough pressure as it is from on- onlookers externally. You can't, you can't be making those sort of mistakes. You're the veteran. How many, how many league, how many years have you been in the league? What?
1: Yeah, six, six, years? six years now. Yeah,
0: you, you've got to be able to hold on to a football. You've yeah. got to be able to catch the ball and like, around the hash marks. And just keep hold of it. You can't go fumbling the football like that. Like, yeah, if he was a rookie, then I, I kind of get it. But you're a veteran. You know that if you're catching the ball away from the sideline towards the middle of the field, guess what? There's gonna be defenders around. And you're turning around and you're carrying the ball loose and getting it punched out. Like that, that for me was just a killer. And ultimately he kind of set the tone from yeah. there on out. It was just it was just a crap day. It really was. It wasn't fun at all.
1: Yeah, and and when you consider MVS is like the fourth most expensive player on the roster as well, or you just think, well,
0: is he really? He, he, is he really the fourth he's most on about expensive?
1: Eight million this year, I think, or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He's fourth. He's what? fourth Chris most Jones, expensive player.
0: Who's more expensive, Chris Jones, Joe Tooney, and Mahomes? Is, is MVS really getting paid more money than Travis Kelsey this year?
1: Uh, well, according to it, yeah. I, I would I would double check that. It is me, by the way. So, are you but, uh, are you
0: the source here? Yeah, I'm the
1: source. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm All sure right. he's the fourth. I'm yeah, but I'm more certain he's the fourth. Well, right, he's certainly
0: going to be high up there, isn't he? Because we don't t- typically pay, pay very good wages it's across the board. It's ridiculous,
1: mate. And, and when you look at his game stats or his regular, and no, Juwan
0: Taylor got to be paying more. He's going you know, he can't be fourth. Juwan Taylor definitely oh. earns
1: more, unless he's the fourth most expensive offensive. Well, I don't know. I'd... I need to double-check it, don't I? I need to just double-check it. Yeah, but even that.
0: still, he's going to be in the top five, six, seven. Um, <laughs> let's put it this way. He's not playing up to his contract, is he, um, currently? No. And, well, I don't think any of the Chiefs receivers are playing up to their contracts at the moment. Nope. But, um, yeah, he, he he really needs to buck up, our, buck up his ideas. Yeah. Because we've got... We're so talent poor in the receiver room and we have this guy in MBS that, come in, that was expected to go up another level after leaving Green Bay. And it just outside of one game against Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game, which he was phenomenal in, by the mm. way. Mm-hmm. He's been rather disappointing. And just, yeah, I, I, I'm I so down about the receivers at the moment. Um, yeah. I know we're getting to a broader conversation regarding well, yeah, yesterday's definitely. trade deadline. But in general, the receivers, I'm just like are over
1: currently. Well, just just to put another uh, layer of on this cake, um, MVS his total regular season stats so far. Uh, he's had twelve receptions for two hundred and twenty-seven yards and two TDs. How many yards was that? Sorry, two two hundred and twenty-seven.
0: Jesus, how many Tyreek got this year? Uh,
1: one thousand and fourteen. Jesus. <laughs> no. So that's Jesus. that's technically uh, when you're looking at the the finances, he is considered to be our WR one and yet he's got 227 yards so far. Now, again, this is what we are saying before about this wide receiving court. We were expecting Mahomes to spread it around to a lot of different players this yeah. year, weren't we? So yeah. I suppose, in a way, we're not scheming him right. Again, we're also not using Tony, right? We've mentioned it before already. Tony's not being used. He's had something like 118 yards so far this season. Um, and again, he was one of those that a lot of fans considered was going to be the WR1. We don't have a legit WR1 right now. We don't really have a legit WR2 right now. Um, We don't have that threat other than Travis Kelsey. But as Kelsey's already mentioned, and I don't know if you've heard his um, New Heights podcast lately, but he took a lot, a lot of ownership on this because uh, he's quoted in saying there was no urgency in the team. The defence played the tails off. I don't think I've, I've been in a situation where we've stalled this much. It's unacceptable. It starts with not killing ourselves, which is exactly what we were saying. Yeah. And he goes on to say by saying that guys running wrong routes, guys not making blocks, and guys dropping the football. I mean, that was, as, as ownership goes, that really is telling. And and, no, and I, I
0: wouldn't say, he's saying ownership for the offence, but I also yeah. feel like he's calling out the guys there he's not it's i heard no eyes or me's there it was a lot well, of guys on, but that from but yeah them, yeah but i cards, get, I get yeah. but like kelsey yeah he's gonna He he's gonna maybe say like yeah i played badly i play badly but for him to come out and say as a group or saying guys mm-hmm. were, were make drops he knows that errors were made across the board and he's calling players out so yes it's accountability for himself but it's also accountability for the entire group yeah that he's asking for there and obviously the Chiefs have such high standards as a football team especially offensively because they have been so good for so long Mm -hmm. but when they dip below it and dip below it as badly as they have it's going to hurt the veteran guys because they're not used to this type of thing—they're not used to playing this badly. I think I have seen him saying how embarrassing it was. Yeah, and I think that was his actual quote, wasn't it? It's embarrassing, and he's right. As a fan, I was embarrassed watching watching that game. But for whatever reason, I keep saying for whatever reason. I apologise for whatever reason. I'm saying for whatever reason. We don't know the reason. That yeah, it just. It but this <laughs> offense happened? this year just. Isn't functioning as, as well. They're statistically, they're way down than they ever have been in the Mahomes era. Mm. It, is it purely down to the receivers, or is it because Matt Nagy's in and Eric is not in? Like that there is something wrong with this team. We've shown flashes against the Bears and against the Chargers, mm. but in every other game, it's been an offensive struggle for this team. And the defence themselves have put the Chiefs' offence in positions where these games should have been blowouts. The Chiefs should have blown out every single opponent that they've played this season, except for the Broncos. Mm. They should have blown out the Lions in week one, but they let them off the hook. The offence was so bad, they let them off the hook. And every other game's been far closer than it should have been outside of the Bears and the Chargers game. Something's wrong with that offence. Something needs to be reset with this offence. Do they need to go to the run game? And just like start using that, those big three guys that they've got in the interior. If I say Pacheco's running for five yards a carry, let's give it to that guy for a little while. Yeah. And and then maybe, maybe, just maybe, then the box becomes a little bit heavier and makes it a little bit easier for our guys. It makes it easier for Matt Nagy and Andy to scheme guys open a bit deeper. Mm -hmm. But at the moment, the the trio of, well, the trio of Kadarius, Tony, Skymore, and MVS is just not working. Justin Watson, Rashi Weiss, Rashi Weiss, sound like Jonathan Wass. Rashi (laughs) Weiss and uh, Justin Watson. They're fine. They are contributing. Justin Watson turned up with one arm and made some plays on Sunday. I'm I'm fine with Justin Watson. I'm yeah. fine with Rashi Rice. Yes, he needs to work on his drops, but guess what? He's getting open. And I think the team's okay with uh, Rashi Rice because mm-hmm. he slowly but surely crept up in snaps and snaps and snaps. And I think he led all receivers in snaps on Sunday. That's how happy they are with his progression. But those other three, Skymore and Kadarius Tony and Marquez a scanlon We need to do something to get those guys open. We need to get them in comfortable situations where they're going to actually catch a ball. Now, I know Sky Moore was in a position to catch a ball, and he should absolutely be making that catch yeah. um, against a, against the Broncos, that one in the fourth quarter. I think everyone, well,
1: everyone's seen it. On the end zone, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Everyone's known about it. But if he's not good enough to make that catch, then he should not be in a position to make that catch. We need a guy that's going to make that catch in that position. Like if, if, if we're going to consistently see that Skymore isn't good enough to get open or he's not good enough to make the catches when he is open, then ultimately that falls on coaches. That's down to coaching mm-hmm. because Skymore is who he is. He is a receiver that probably got drafted a little bit too high. Expectations are probably a little bit too high for him. And right now he's not that guy. I'm not. It's not to say he can't be better going like in the future, but right now he is who he is. He's more of a hindrance than he is a help. So why are we putting in positions where we're relying on Sky Moore in the first place? Yeah. Like why are we going to Sky Moore on fourth and two with the game on the line? If yeah. he's not, if he's not good enough, is that too much trust from the the, t- the coaches and Mahomes in Sky Moore? Is, is he is he doing it in practice? Is that what they're seeing? Is he is he very good in the in the film room? Is he saying that he knows what he's doing? He, he he's saying all the right stuff, but when he gets onto the field, that's not translating. And if it's not translating, then he needs to come out, and someone else needs to go in into those positions. We need to scheme up a different type of play for Sky Moore. Or if we want to keep those type of plays, someone else has to be in those positions because we yeah. cannot carry on sleepwalking our way through the season offensively because before we know it, we're going, to be having, we're going to have to play the Eagles, we're going to have to play the Bills, we're going to have to play the Chargers. This Sunday we're playing the Dolphins. Against those teams, we will be found out very, very quickly if we're carrying on with this offensive malaise that we have currently. Mm-hmm. And don't even think about winning the Super Bowl if this is how we're going to perform offensively. And I'm not just talking about the Broncos game; I'm talking about all the rest, the rest of the season as well. They mm-hmm. haven't been good enough offensively, and I I want to err on the side of overreacting, but I feel like this game should really serve as a warning shot, and there's like uh, almost like a correction game for the Chiefs, and then you really need to observe what's going on, and like really bring it back to basics, and yeah. if basics means Taking Sky Moore out, so he's not in a position to run past a uh, past the cornerback on a post post route to catch a ball over the shoulder, then then let's not do it. Let's let's not have him in those situations. Let's maybe have Rashi Rice or Justin Watson in those situations. Basically, Justin Watson, we know can do it. He done it against the Chargers in week three last year. That was the <laughs> exact same play. The one where he beat JC, JC Jackson. Yeah. That was the same play. Justin Watson can do that. Sky Moore can't. So, coaches, get your head out of your ass. And put Justin Watson in those situations, and not to climb
1: It's almost that over reliance sometimes on just 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 accepting. Well, it's working. We're winning games. We're getting we're getting the wins, you know. And but not actually focusing on we could do a lot better. We could do more. And I think this kind of game forces that. It forces the the the, the refocus of the plan in general, the in- initial scheme for the offense yeah. of. Do we start now narrowing down the options of who we're actually throwing the ball to because we are being let down by a number of wide receivers here or a number yeah. of receivers here? Do we start narrowing it down now and giving Rice more options? Do we, get, you know, do we start using Watson a lot more and start really kind of pinning the wr one and wr two badge on those players and, yeah. and and really making the other players think? Well, I've got to really raise my level now because yeah. at the minute everybody's getting a place at the table. Yeah, and everybody's trying to obviously get what they want off this table and yeah. it's not happening. So we need to narrow it down a lot more yeah, and just no. be a bit more, a bit more, I don't know, savvy focused.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, in the last two weeks alone, we've had Skymore cost us. We've had Blake Bell uh, turn the ball over. We've had MBS mm. t- turn the ball over. Like they're, they're free players that just aren't contributing in terms of receiving yards. So why are we forcing uh place to them now i get it it's andy Reid's system he wants to spread the ball around but let's not let's have our guys let, let's let him yeah. have his guy let him have kelsey watson rice as his guys and if they're not there then let's run the football mm-hmm. let, let, let's run the ball because i have no issues with justin watson i have no issues with Rashi rice i have no issues with travis kelsey but i do have issues with the fact that we keep trying to rely on these other players mm-hmm. tony well, Tony, to a lesser extent, he's not really playing much. He's clearly not good enough. But Sky, Skymore and MBS, they're not good enough. Stop playing them. It's simple yeah. as that. Yeah. And uh, the Chiefs, we should probably just lead this into the t- conversation about the trade deadline and their lack Absolutely. of movement ye- mm. yesterday. I was infuriated that they didn't go, or, go out and get a receiver yesterday. They could have. There was some options. Of course there was. The, the commanders almost had Redskins and the commanders had a fire sale. Uh, yeah. At their place. Like, why Why wasn't a call made about Scary Terry? I think he could have been had for a million and a half the rest of this uh, year or something he, like that.
1: I would have loved him at this team. I really would like, have. Like,
0: he's a talented wide receiver. Yes, I have issues with the way he catches the football. The too many body catches for me for Scary Terry. But he would have been a significant upgrade. He would have been a WR1 in our team, a WR2.
1: Straight away, but yeah. yeah.
0: Is it arrogance on Veach and Reed's part that they feel like they can get the best out of Sky Moore and MBS? Do they feel like because they've done it last year, they can do it again this year? Is that probably, is that what they're thinking?
1: I think that probably could be it. There could be a bit of an arrogance there that, well, we did it last year. We didn't need Tyreek Hill last year. So, yeah, we'll just roll with what we've got now this year. And I mean, I suppose the only real difference was Juju, really, wasn't it? Juju's the one that's not here anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah And suppose. we've won a Super Bowl with the guys we've got and obviously we've plugged in another one there with uh, with Rashid Rice. And I think they probably thought, well, Rashid Rice is the next juju, so yeah, why why can't we actually go to another Super Bowl? I could be wrong, but I think that might be it. I might it might be that Veach is thinking, Yeah, I can do no wrong at the minute.
0: But we're we're running an extremely skinny tightrope here when it comes yes. to Mahomes, because Travis Kelsey is bloody glorious he's Travis Kelsey right but he's also 34 years old Mm -hmm. and I know he's managed to stay healthy for a lot of his career but he's only one injury away from potentially from retirement that's how at that age that's how bad it could be right and I know you could say any any players one injury away from retirement but the chance of that increases obviously more with age yeah and are we really putting all our eggs in that basket the Reed Mahomes Kelsey basket because we've seen now that Andy Reid won't rely on the run game. It just won't happen. So even though we have a good run game, we're not going to rely on that run game. We want it to be Mahomes and Kelsey. Now, mm. if something happens to either of those two, then the season's essentially over. Yeah. And I don't want us to go down this route where we're essentially going to Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. Because that's what the Packers did to Rodgers. They yeah. just stopped giving him talent. Yeah. and he got to the point where he said, oh, "Tell me what you can do this with Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard and MBS. That's how that's how good we think you are, Aaron Rodgers. We're going to let you do it with those type of guys." But what if they surrounded him with lots and lots of talents? Now, when he did have Devontae Adams, they were incredible together. But for whatever reason, they didn't get it done in the playoffs. And you know, I know it sounds like I'm contradicting myself a little bit there, <laughs> but I don't. I don't want. I don't want the Chiefs to be down the route where we think, oh. Mahomes is good enough. We can be tight at wide receiver. When if you look around the league, you look at all the other good teams around the NFL. They yeah. all have receiver that is better than every single one of ours. Hmm. Like the yeah. Bills have Diggs. the The, um, the Ravens have Z- Zay Flowers. Uh, the Steelers have George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. You got uh, Dolphins have you got yeah yeah Dolphins have yeah. got. Tyree, yeah, like even the Jaguars have got a better rec- number one receiver than 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 us. It's just every single team has a receiver, and I know the caveat is, oh, but you're the Super Bowl champions and your defense is playing better. And I get that's where the rationale needs to come from. That's where we need to kind of pull it back a little bit and rein it in. What our frustration, <laughs> but it's just so painful to watch a guy that what we've seen in the past is when he has elite level receiving talent around him. Like if we let's roll it back to 2018, when he had um, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and then Kareem Hunt around him. We've all seen what this man can do with that type of talent yeah. around him. And now we're what? Two years removed from uh-huh. Tyreek Hill. And the best we've put around him is Juju Smith-Schuster, MBS, and Sky Moore and Kadarius tony That's what we've added to him yeah. and to his arsenal. And this is not a, oh, we shouldn't have got rid of Tyreek Hill. The Tyreek Hill trade worked out fine for all parties. Like yeah. for the Chiefs, it was fine. We, we won a Super Bowl out the back of that trade. We, we honestly did. But I just want the Chiefs to be aware of the fact that next year we are going to be in a position where We're going to fall even further behind offensively because we don't have those go-to wide receivers. We're never going to be in a position in the draft where we can go and get the best receiver out of college. So if we do pick one in the draft, we need to make sure we nail those picks. And based on evidence so far, we haven't really seen that so far. But at the same time, if we have money to spend and we have opportunities to get receivers like we did yesterday why aren't we taking that opportunity? Why aren't we taking the opportunity to get Terry, Terry McLaurin under team control for two years? Like, why aren't we taking that opportunity for what would it cost us, what, a third round pick or a fourth round pick? I
1: just I, don't, I don't, I get really it. don't understand it. I mean, I've said it long before this show even began. Veach Moneyball is a real thing. I, I don't know, I know I yeah. keep bringing it up, but Veach Moneyball is he's playing Moneyball when he doesn't need to. Yeah. He's, he had more than enough there, I mean I think the cap space was somewhere like three four mil or something like that at a yeah. push, and you had players there that you could probably get on a a season long rental basically rental basis wasn't it that we could have got like you said scary Terry we could have got him um, and that wasn't
0: even a rental, we would have had him for, con- for a well, yeah, of years. well yeah exactly but I yeah. mean for
1: this year alone, we would have had him in quite cheap yeah um and and it was same with. But D-Hop, I think it might have been as well. I think that he was quite cheap as yeah. well for the rest of the season. But obviously, that, they've got a big chunk at the end of that season as well. Yeah. But but I'd love to know what the plan is. I, I really messed up, by the way, with that in the off-season.
0: Oh, they, yeah. they should have got D-Hop. Yeah. They, he was itching to come to Kansas City. He obviously wanted to get paid at the same time. They should have found a way to make that work. And I know they were in a situation with Chris Jones where mm. they didn't know what was going to happen with his, his um, contract.
1: But he's been lights out so far for the Titans. He's, actually, just touching on that, so good. just touching on that, do you think the issue that was happening with Chris Jones over the course of the off-season and obviously game one, week one, do you think that Veach was probably planning on maybe getting that deal done and then being able to free something up for this year to actually get a wide receiver in? Uh,
0: yeah, potentially. I, I, I can hit, I can understand why that would be Brett Veach's thinking, but the facts of the matter that that didn't happen. Yeah. So you need to adjust. You need to yeah, adjust. Yeah. And, they haven't adjusted. They thought we're going to go with these guys, and these guys just aren't performing. It's, I, I'm so down on the wide receivers. Um, yeah. It just makes it doesn't make me angry because you know there's far, far more important things to life than the Chiefs losing to the Broncos in Week Eight. But Absolutely. it does disappoint me that they can. There's such an obvious flaw in this team, mm-hmm. and nobody's continue, addressing they keep, it. They keep, yeah, wasn't it was not even the, yeah, they're not, yeah, that's it. Yeah. They're not addressing it, and it just winds me up a little bit, not going to lie
1: Well I think that's a natural end to that first half of the show I think (laughs) Well we're on a bit of a down there we can celebrate in the next half of the show so uh, when we come back we'll be doing the Arrowhead Pride Power Rankings and we'll be looking ahead to the Chiefs home game against the Miami Dolphins We'll see you in a minute a jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hi there, welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with Brad and Tom. It's time for the Ahead Pride Power Rankings this week, and I I dare suggest that maybe the Chiefs might not be top this week, Tom.
0: Yeah, funny that, isn't it? No. Funny, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've dropped. They've dropped. We we'll get to them. Um, number five, the Detroit Lions are number five. Just keep winning uh, games. And I, I know, I know, they played the Raiders, who have since since sacked Josh McDowell. Actually, speaking of that, have you seen the story that's going around on the Athletic regarding that firing? No. So apparently, I don't. I, I don't know if this is parody, and I've found them for something online, but. I've seen a snippet of an article today. And if this is true, this is the most Raiders, like phenomenal thing I've ever heard in my life. So apparently, Josh McDaniels turned up to Facility yesterday dressed as Mark Davis. No, this can't be true. As, I, as I'm saying this, this cannot be true. This I have to have been done here. This, But I'm going to tell the story anyway, because if it's not true, then so be it. But if it is true, it's hilarious. So yeah, apparently, Josh McDaniels turned up to the facility, uh, dressed as Mark Davis. And apparently Mark Davis laughed it off and he was fine with it, blah, 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 blah. Went about that day. And then they went out for dinner later that night. Yeah. And all still wearing it. They we're got still a takeaway it. or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he did about the hair. But um, anyways, in the evening, they were having food and there was a fortune cookie that was for Josh McDaniels and Josh McDaniels opened it and it apparently just said, you're fired.
1: <laughs> that can't be true. That can't be true, can
0: it? It can't be true. That but...
1: can't be true, mate. That can't be. I think you've been done up there.
0: <laughs> I, I tell you what. If it is true, then that would have been It can't be, can it? Yeah. I know I've just looked it up. I'm absolutely getting duped here, but yeah. it's still funny. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was true. I really yeah. wish it was true. Oh, imagine getting fired by a fortune cookie. Um, <clears throat> Josh McDaniels. Why did? Why did they hire him? Like. The, the Raiders literally two years ago made the playoffs with an interim head coach hmm. and then didn't hire him and gave Josh McDaniels a job. I just don't get it. It's just well, I like mean, a bad organisation.
1: They gave him a six-year extension as well, didn't they? In 20, last year? I mean, I'm i sure it was a six-year extension or a six-year contract. And when you th- when you pair that with Bruden, who had a 10-year deal and he didn't even get partway through that either, They must be wasting a heck of a lot of money on their head coaches. Basically gonna get
0: Jose Mourinho as their next coach and (laughs) then give him a how much money
1: has Mourinho made in severance packages, do you reckon in his life? So it begs the question, right? How can I get a job where I'm absolutely crap at it, right? Sign a long term contract and get paid millions when I do a crap job. Where do I get a job like that? And how can I get about it? Because if the Raiders want me, I'm right here.
0: Yeah, I don't get it either. How does that work? It's it's just uh, that has no bearing on the real world, does it? No. If I get fired from work, that's it. I'm on the street. I'm there you go, Tom. There's the eight doll.
1: million in your back pocket. Thanks I very much. I just don't get it. Like,
0: <laughs> maybe society needs to go that way, but then because then nothing would get done, because there would be people that take a yeah. piss out of it, wouldn't they? Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'd take the Raiders' head coaching job if they offered it to me. Yeah, I would. Um, would you play for the Raiders if someone said to you right now you got to play for the Raiders? Oh, absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah, even with my gummy knee. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I could actually force it into the point where I'm just like always injured, not actually play for them technically, but still get paid. Would you dance on the Arrowhead logo before a game? Um, to stir up Petty Mahomes, yes. I do it every game.
0: <laughs> so you're going in as an agent, are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, cool.
1: Agent Simcox is dancing on the logo yeah. yet again. What are you going to do about that, Pat?
0: Yeah. I've yeah. always wondered, like, because my boys play football and stuff. Yeah. If When they get older, like, if they played for Spurs, how would I feel about it? And if, wow. like, if Henry grew up and played for Spurs, and then one day scored against Arsenal. How, well, how would you, I feel about it? I
1: know, but if you're turning up to the games in your Ferrari that your son's bought you, I don't think you're gonna be really bothered about Arsenal,
0: are you? I don't know. Maybe we need to <laughs> we need to find maybe, maybe we need to speak to the parents of sports stars and uh, find out. But that's yeah. an
1: interesting thought, actually. Yeah. Maybe we maybe we so, should.
0: Like, like NFL players, they must have teams they root for, right? Like Mahomes must root for a team. Yeah. He like, oh, oh, must yeah. be a Cowboys fan or something like that, or a Texans.
1: I reckon he was. I think he was a Cowboy. Because he's from that area, and he? he's from Texas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a Cowboys of. fan. Yeah.
0: He's got me. Do you reckon he likes Tony, Tony Romo as much as I
1: do? <laughs> do you think he's got a jersey? You know, up in his uh, in his multi-million-pound mansion that he's bought, just bought. I
0: don't know if we see him in Frankfurt
1: this weekend. Maybe
0: I'll ask him see
1: if he does. That, do you know what? That would be a really good question to ask players, wouldn't it? Who who was who was your team growing up? I mean, yeah. I, well, we all know obviously a lot of players that have been former Chiefs. My favorite Chiefs player ever, Jamal Charles, being a Broncos fan that was that. I mean that was pretty heartbreaking when I found out that but still at the end of the day the amount of times he absolutely destroyed the Broncos it was great it was great watching him do it
0: yeah funny one well Harry Kane he grew up an Arsenal fan didn't he he did yeah he did I wow. suppose of have in an Arsenal kit um, going to so hide the youngster. So he is an agent because Spurs haven't won anything at all with him there, have they? I mean, he tried pretty darn hard to make them win something, didn't he? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, did anyways, he? power rankings. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number four, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I think they should have been higher, personally, but yeah, number four. Uh, number three, the Kansas City Chiefs. Dropped down two. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, second now. They're looking good. Were they your uh, tit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they're very good. I, I know I said the Jets, but I, I've also, I, I didn't, I'm not one of these guys that said a number of teams. Like the Jets and the Ravens were the two teams that I did on coming teams. into the season. Yeah. Obviously, the Aaron Rodgers things happen. By the way, the Jets need to stop winning games. Yeah. Because if they carry on winning games and Aaron Rodgers comes back from his Achilles earlier than expected, they are going to be a problem.
1: And then takes and all the glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, no, they're going to be a problem. They're going to be very good. Um we need them to stop winning games. They cannot make the playoffs. They made the playoffs, they win the Super Bowl. Um, and then first, Philadelphia Eagles. Comfortably the best team in the league right now. Uh, yeah. AJ so no
1: just, 49ers at all. The 49ers have dropped off dropped massively. Way up seventh,
0: down to wow. seventh. Wow. We we'll lose three games in a row, that will happen. Yeah, that could we'll. be the Chiefs in a few weeks' time. Like, with the next mm. two games are the Dolphins and the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Very conceivable the Chiefs drop three in a row. So, Yeah. So cellar yeah. dwellers Carolina Panthers annoyed it then they cost me a bet I was going to win £100 if they hadn't had their last second field goal but
1: nine I had that with the Cowboys once Hit them yeah. for, hated yeah, them ever since
0: my least favourite team at the moment the Panthers and Faye yeah. first New York Giants I mean how do you lose that game how do you lose <laughs> that game against the Jets like <laughs> I just don't get it I, I just I, only bad teams lose that game and yeah. the Giants are a very bad team so yeah
1: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No. All right. Well, hopefully, the uh, power rankings won't change too much, uh, other than the Chiefs jumping another couple of uh, places up after this week. But anyway, that leads us nicely into the Dolphins at the Chiefs. Technically, not at the Chiefs, but at the Chiefs, depending on how you look at the fixture list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, we have to talk about it, the Dolphins. And uh, they've obviously flown over to Germany already. They've landed in Frankfurt already. They're acclimatizing already, and the Chiefs haven't even set off yet. Um, so they fly out Thursday. And so do we. So do we. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, see you there, boys. <laughs> yeah, we've got a bit of a
0: short journey. I think my flight's an hour and twenty-five minutes from London to Frankfurt, where the Chiefs will have a what an eleven-hour flight from Kansas City to um Frankfurt. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I don't get it. Like I know it worked for them in 2015, and it's. I know Andy Reekam as I said. If you look at the day, it's split between half and half. Mm. But I think if you've got a match up against a team, which you are so evenly matched up against, you need every advantage possible. Mm. And if a couple of extra days acclimatizing to different time zones is that advantage then you need to take that now if the chiefs were going over and playing i don't know the bears in germany then they could probably get by with a little bit of jet lag but this chiefs team the way they're playing this particular year and i get it these arrangements would have been made months ago I, i completely understand that but the dolphins were clearly going to be no pushovers going into this season and they have the clear advantage of the two teams by already being in Frankfurt. Like what we're recording Wednesday, I think they flew Monday, arrived Tuesday morning. So they're going to have a whole three days extra to acclimatise to to the weather and to the time zones. And there's going to be no jet lag by the time they kick off on Sunday where the Chiefs are going to be in. It's all going to be rushed. Yes, they're going to say they can get a couple of practices in, some walkthroughs, whatever, but it's all going to be a bit rushed for the Chiefs. And the Dolphins are gonna be so well relaxed, so well versed by the time they get there. I don't agree with the decision to go out on a Thursday into a Friday at all. But we saw it a couple of weeks ago with the Jags and the Bills, didn't yeah. we? The Jags were already there, the Bills turned up on the Friday, two evenly matched teams, the Jags beat them. And yeah. you could you could you you could probably find some reasoning to say that those extra days that the Jags had in London were the difference between yeah. the two.
1: I think the the reasoning read was you could treat the injured players or treat any illnesses i.e. the Chiefs might have going through the locker room right now where there's a few of them have been had a few colds or flu, flu symptoms and stuff recently and I can kind of understand that if you want to be ill if you're going to be ill you want to be ill at home basically don't you so I can kind of understand it from that perspective but like you're saying jet lag is a massive thing it's a huge thing And coming over, and you're going, and you're flying another extra hour and a half, or whatever it is, more than what you were when you were coming to London, and you're going to Germany. That's going to play into it. An extra time zone, an extra time zone as well. Exactly, exactly. And and like you said, I mean, the weather, according to the weather forecast over there at the minute, it's going to be absolutely bucketing down as well.
0: Yeah,
1: it's going to be raining. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be cold weather, and. Acclimatizing for the for the players and stuff like that is going to be really rough. Quick turnaround and then they're in and out and they're back home again, aren't they? And it's I see what you mean. I I I feel like the Chiefs have missed a trick on this. I think yes, it, like you said, it's happened before. It's not always going to happen like that. And I think with this Dolphins team. Looking so strong at the minute. I mean, we've we've joked about it before that they've they've never really kind of had a winning record against uh, uh, uh you know, a, a winning team so far this year. Um but I mean it can yes, it can overinflate the stats quite a bit sometimes, but you've still got to look at the stats and you've still got to look at this team as a massive threat because they are playing some really good football right now.
0: Well, the two teams they lost to were the Bills and the Eagles. The two teams the Chiefs lost to were the Broncos and the Lions. Mm -hmm. And the big difference between the two teams in the games they've won is the Dolphins have absolutely put the teams they've played to the sword. Mm -hmm. Like outside of those two losses, they're just battering everyone. Where the Chiefs have made hard work of a number of teams so far this year. Yeah. The Dolphins are playing so much better than the Kansas right now. So much better. I, I don't, I'm, well, I'll say it I'm scared this about this particular game Yeah, and if it wasn't for the fact that we're going over to Frankfurt to have a great weekend experience a lot of things with Chiefs Kingdom and meet a load of other fans see some old friends as well if it wasn't for that I would be dreading this entire weekend when it comes to this particular game but the yeah. experience is going to make it a great weekend for us but the poor people left watching in Kansas City doesn't make a difference to them the fact that we're having a great weekend in Frankfurt. And it's an early kickoff. They've got, kick this, off. They've, they've got the, yeah, they've got this yeah. nine thirty in the morning kickoff to look forward to. Great, good for them. But this matchup is terrifying, especially with the way the two teams are playing. Mm. You can say, "Oh, the Dolphins they haven't beat a good team. Are the Chiefs a good team? Are the Chiefs a good team? Look at the last game. No, that's I no mean, reaction. They are a good team, but they're not. They're not a great team right now, are they? They're not no. playing like a great team, especially offensively." And the Dolphins are going to score points, is no doubt about it. Look who they have at wide receiver. Look how well Tua's is playing. Uh-huh. They're going to score points. But the Chiefs' offense, they need to figure some stuff out. And you look at talent-wise, you say oh, actually the Broncos aren't as good talent-wise defensively as say the, the Dolphins are. Oh, yeah. so it's just it's it's a bad matchup for the Chiefs. And I think the not getting those extra days and going back to this point, the jet lag thing, I think is going to make a big difference. I do. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to. It, I'm not going to lie.
1: No, just putting some stats on it. Uh, the Dolphins' offense ranks first in passing yards, first in rushing yards, and first in total points per game. Brilliant. So it's pretty high powered this offense, um, and we understand that. We've seen we've seen how they play, and, and and they are a fun team to watch. You've mentioned it before about the Dolphins are They're one of the fun teams to watch right yeah. now. Um, they've already put seventy up against the 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 Broncos, who the Chiefs struggled with. Yeah. um so you know even though their defense is middle middle of the road in in in, yeah. in comparison to what the chiefs are that offense against the chiefs defense to me there's only going to be one outcome of this and yeah, the, off- like, the offense is going to win outright i don't
0: think they're going to win outright i don't think that's fair i i don't i think the, the chiefs defense is playing w- well enough that they can at least cause the D- dolphins and some troubles mm. but for me a successful day for the Chiefs defense is keeping the uh, Dolphins to what 24 to 27 points mm-hmm. I think that's a good starting block for for the Chiefs offense to t- should be able to work from like in yesteryear Yeah, but my issue is that the offense cannot keep up and I know you said oh, the Dolphins defense is middle of the road but they're middle of the road because of the situations that they're in against teams because they're blowing mm-hmm. teams out Teams are working their way back into game. They're going to go for more passing yards. They're going to score points. We've seen it back in the day with the Chiefs 2018 offense. That defense was was bad, but the situations meant that the other teams were chasing points. They were trying a little bit harder. They were giving up more yards to Chiefs defense, a little bit softer on defense. It's the same for the Dolphins right now. That, that, that's why the defense is probably only middle of the road. But they just brought back Jalen Ramsey into this yeah. defense. Yeah. Their cornerbacks are ridiculous. They get pressure up front, and their linebackers are quick as hell. So yeah. this 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 defense of the Dolphins is going to give cause the Chiefs some headaches offensively. Let's hope they've so, so solved some of their issues. If I'm the Chiefs, though, and I'm looking at this game, I am trying to make it the shortest game in NFL history. Like yes. uh, which we've got to do to them what. Other teams have tried to do us to us in the past. We have to run the football. We simply have to run the football against this Dolphins team. Mm-hmm. We have to make it a short game. Time of possession has to be heavily favoured with the, the Chiefs. And when the Chiefs do get down into the Dolphins side uh, side of the field, they have to turn drives into points and by points i mean six points every yeah. single time because they start kicking field goals they start going for cowardly four from five punts like they did against the broncos they start pulling that type of shit then the dolphins are going to boat race the chiefs but the chiefs have to get these drives and they have to convert them into points and i think the best avenue for them to do at this sunday is to just run behind that offensive line find a way to run behind Tooney, find a way to run behind Smith, find a way to run behind Creed Humphrey and just put the ball in Isaiah Pacheco's hands. You do that, you stand the chance. You come out, you try to throwing the football 40 times like they did the other day and just yeah. having Mahomes trying to throw to these receivers against this particular cornerback group, then the Chiefs don't stand the chance because if you want to fight fire with fire, based on what we've seen so far this season, the Dolphins are going to, absolutely destroy us Mm -hmm. in that respect you're talking Tyreek Hill versus MBS it's a non-contest right but if you you want to win this game you have to make it a shortened version you have to make drives and quarters just fly by and you have to end drives in six and for me the best way for the Chiefs to do that this particular week is just put that ball into the belly of Isaiah Pacheco
1: yeah, it seems that way that, like you said, the teams, other teams that have played so far this season have been trying to do that. I mean, the time of the possession for the Dolphins, they'd rank 22nd on that, yet they're still the number one offense. So... Yeah. They just score quickly. You know, it, they score quickly. They score rapidly. So, yeah, you're right. I think if the Chiefs can keep Tua off the field, Tua, Tyree, Waddle and Core off the field, then, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's Keep them off the, the field and don't let the big do. plays happen.
0: You're going to yeah. have to play off. You're going to have to find a way. You're going to have to play cover two with five man under. You essentially need to try and do what the Broncos did to us on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the way you're going to have to play. And you're going to have to try and get hands on the receivers. You're going to have to try and reroute them. And yeah. they've got big guys up front, like Chris Jones. You you want this contract, right? This is the game where you have to earn this contract because Tua gets the ball so so fast. I think he gets the ball out quicker than any any quarterback in the league. That's yeah. how early they're getting the ball out. And the thing is, he can do it because he has Tyreek running deep routes. So he can just throw the ball out there and let Tyreek catch up to it. Or he can give it to Tyreek or Jaden Waddle in the flats and give it to him early. So yeah. if you're the defensive line, you have to win early. And if you don't win early, you've got to get your hands up. Get your hands up and bat some balls, uh, bat some balls because And then hopefully that will generate turnovers in itself. Now, thankfully the chiefs defense have been very, very good at that particular thing this year. They have got their hands on a lot of footballs. So hopefully that will carry on to this, this week. George Kyle seems very good at Chris Jones. We know is very good at Mm. it, but if the other guys can get involved, get their hands on footballs, maybe put one in the air for like Stu Tranquil or Justin Reed or someone like that to get, to get their hands and get an interception, then that will be highly beneficial for the chiefs. But if they don't get any type of product from their defensive line, then the Chiefs won't stand the chance. He's going to honestly. I, I feel like this, this game really, really does fall on the Chiefs' defensive line and the Chiefs' offensive line. Is that those two units run the ball behind the offensive line and get hands on the football, or even better, on the quarterback from the defensive line? You do that, you stand a chance. You don't, you get burned.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just looking at the other side of the ball for the Dolphins. Uh they got they got a, an old enemy uh against us there, Bradley Chubb, five sacks he's got so far this season. Yeah. So uh yeah, another thing to watch out for, but it's like what you were saying about the, you know, the, the whole Dolphins philosophy at the minute is it's very balanced offense. Passing, rushing, both equal. They go to either of it. They're not afraid to go to the rushing uh, the running game if they need to. Um so it is going to be a handful for this Chiefs team, and this is going to be a huge test for them. Yeah, we're going to find out how good this defense really is. On Sunday. Yeah. we are because
0: I, I I I I don't know how immature Mike McDaniel is, but yeah. we'll find out oh, how naive we're not immature. Really how naive he is? We'll probably find out how naive he is this weekend. Like, do you think there's enough, a chance that they go right, Tyreek, We're going to make this your game. We're yeah, going to show. Him. It's See, absolutely. I, I think Tyreek will ask for that. Yeah. I think He'll he will as ask well. for it. I think he will ask for it. Whether he gets it is a different story. Do you, think they are, you think they are game planning for Tyreek to go off and get like 200 yards, two, two free touchdowns. Do you reckon that's what yeah. they're
1: aiming for? Yeah, I think the Miami Dolphins want to prove that they won the trade. Okay. And Tyree Kill's going to be absolutely up for this as well. He's he's already talked about the chase in the offseason already, hasn't he? He was going to score up touchdowns at Arrowhead during this game. Clearly, it's not at Arrowhead, so he's obviously a little bit pissed about that. But I honestly think the Dolphins want to try and lay something down here about saying, Yeah, we won this trade absolutely outright because look at the player that you actually gave away. Yeah. Um I, yeah, the the whole Super Bowl thing is is a obviously we 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 clearly believe it we we won that trade because we did win the Super Bowl. You'd do that any day, wouldn't you? To, 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 if somebody said to you trade away Tyreek Hill, you were guarantee a Super Bowl win, you'd do it anyway, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah. I think the Chiefs I think the I think the trade's worked out pretty well for everyone.
1: Now I think it has, but I, I think recency by it kind yeah. of brings it for front, like yeah, right at the centre. And the of fact it, that Tyreek oh, no. Hill is
0: playing. Unbelievable football at the moment. He's yeah. the he's the best wide receiver on the planet right now. He's just he's one of the best footballers on the planet. He's he's um he's an unbelievable player. So that obviously doesn't help. But if MBS and Sky Moore and Justin Watson and Rashi Rice were playing very well and the Chiefs offense didn't have their own issues, then we probably wouldn't be sitting there going, off oh, oh Tyreek this, Tyreek that. It's probably, it's our own issues that are the problem that are causing us to look external and look back at our ex-girlfriends. We talked about this, didn't we? Have Sorry, Kill is the ex-girlfriend. <laughs> it's gone on to get even better looking since she left us, you know. That's yeah. what's happened. Looking and good, now we, yeah. Now, because we're not doing too well in life ourselves, we're looking back at the ex-girlfriend and we're thinking, oh, maybe we shouldn't have got rid of her. But, you know. She wasn't
1: it, all it, bad, was she? Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but, no, I am... I, um, I, I, I'm i okay with the trade. Um, I just, I'm good with I, it. I don't, I don't think that the Dolphins are going to be that naive on Sunday. I don't. I think they are going to be going out for a, like, this is a game where you they show the world, literally the world, this is, we are a team that has to be taken seriously for the mm-hmm. rest of the year. And whether they do that through the Tyreek Hill, I'm not too sure, but through most, uh, for, through two, obviously, through... Um, Jalen Waddle, they have other options in which they can basically move the ball at will. And it's on and the Chiefs defense fast. to stop that. Yeah. yeah. So um it's uh it's it's tantalizing, shall we say? It's um it's 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 exciting. It yeah. is exciting, but I also am scared of this fact as well. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean they've done a great job, haven't they? In the NFL by like, because like, I saw the other day that that this is the best matchup in terms of records that any international game's ever seen. Yeah. And this is like the 43rd international game now, and this is the best one so far in terms mm-hmm. of records teams meeting. So, yeah, it promises to be a a good one.
1: Are you ready to play a drinking game? Go on then. How many times is the commentary team going to mention the Legion of Zoom? <laughs>
0: well, we won't know because we won't be watching it because we'll be in the stadium. No,
1: exactly. I know. We'll be in the stadium. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it, there's a lot of talk about the, uh, the Dolphins now having the Legion of Zoom and obviously seeing how fast that they go now at the, at the moment. Yeah. Hey, hey, if you want to sell the t shirts, I'm happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sell the t shirts, Miami. Sell them. Go for it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Uh, Shall we just touch on briefly what we're going to be doing in Frankfurt as well? Because we've been getting our orders from uh, from the big man, haven't we?
0: I wouldn't say orders. I wouldn't say it like that. I, no. I like We have to do a little bit of work this weekend, but I'm okay with that for tax purposes. Now, I'm looking forward to it. I I, I fly out tomorrow. Well, I'm meant to fly out tomorrow, but the UK, the south of the UK is about to um, be hit by a storm. They call it Storm Kieran, spelt the Irish way. And, um, Sounds very
1: mean, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, Storm Kieran. And um, I think the the winds are meant to be the worst at my exact takeoff time tomorrow. So, um, yeah, really? whether I actually make it to Frankfurt tomorrow will be um, a different story. You might be sitting on your own tomorrow, Brad, waiting for me. I might not get there till Friday. But, yeah, we're due to be there in Frankfurt all weekend. We get there tomorrow, scheduled. And then Thursday, we're going to go check out that championship I like, the, yeah. uh, I like the name. We're going to check out the championship which apparently is just like a, a massive cheese museum. Um but we're going to be there Friday, Friday lunchtime, so if you do see us come say hello. Uh we'd love to meet as many cheese fans as possible this weekend. Um then in terms of other things going on, I've just run through an itinerary quickly because yeah, yeah. um I, I appreciate there'll be a lot of people listening to this podcast that will be out there this weekend and we don't want you to miss out on anything. Uh the Arrowheads abroad guys, around 4, 30 on Friday afternoon. I'm meeting at that championship to get a massive Red Friday photo. They're going for the biggest Red Friday photo outside of North America. So, um, yeah, that would be a good one uh, to go for. So, yeah, get yourself down there. Brad and I will be there. And then, yeah, Friday evening, Sports Illustrated Party. I think there's tickets still on sale. You go there. But the Arrowheads abroad guys, again. And so not just the Arrowheads abroad guys, but they're the ones kind of setting it up. We're having a big Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey-themed <laughs> night out on Friday evening. So if you've got one, get yourself a, uh, or if you haven't got one, get yourself one, get yourself a Travis Kelsey or Jersey or a Taylor Swift t-shirt. I've got two. You may be able to
1: borrow one. Um, yes. Imagine so that, if, that, if Kelsey and Swift turned up at that.
0: Oh, it'd be amazing. They'd love it. <laughs> they wouldn't like my it.
1: t-shirt. tell you.
0: They'd love it. They'd love it. Imagine if she's there. That'd be huge. That'd be what? huge. For, for,
1: you yeah. get a selfie with Taylor Swift. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you know what? I actually found out today that I've seen her life.
1: But you didn't remember it.
0: I didn't remember, no. It was that memorable. So, <laughs> I, I, Amy got, Amy came up to me this morning. She goes, Amy's my partner. She goes, do you, do you know we've seen Taylor Swift live? And I went, I ain't seen Taylor Swift. She went, yeah, yeah, we have. And we went to some day festival back in like 2013. And yeah, she she played it. So wow. uh, she was there. Um, Yeah, apparently. Opportunity missed, mate. I've seen Taylor Swift live. There you go. Unlucky Swifties. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if we get any Swifties there. Yeah, but Do you reckon any Swifties? No, surely not. Well, just Do German Swifties.
1: To listen to
0: this? German Swifties are just going out to the game. <laughs> no, no chance. Right. And Saturday. I uh, not them. a lot yeah. going on during the day, but they've got a Das Kingdom party on Saturday, Saturday evening. Try and get tickets if you can. I know they're kind of hard to get hold of, but yeah. see if you can get hold of tickets. And then Sunday, the Das Kingdom guys who are a German Chiefs podcast, they're setting up a march to the stadium, which will be fun. Um, check out their, their Twitter handle. Just search Das Kingdom D A S or Arrowheads Abroad at KC Chiefs underscore UK, and you'll see all the information for um, that particular march. They're going to march from the stadium. Yeah. Uh, they're like a fan march, is it um, from fra- a train train station or something all the way through to uh, the stadium? But, uh, yeah, that's the icon of the itinerary. It, like, there's going to be Chiefs fans all over Frankfurt. I'm sure. Um, I, I fully expect the stadium to be more Chiefs than than, than Dolphins. From everything I'm seen on social media, that should be the way. There's a lot of people coming across from America. A lot of people come from the UK. And we've got a lot of uh, Chiefs fans from mainland Europe. But yeah, if you do see us, come say hello. Honestly, please. I I, I don't want to speak to as many of you as possible. But the only thing I will say is that when I go to shake your hand, I am going to greet every single Chiefs fan this weekend that I meet. And I'm going to attempt the Taylor Swift-Brittany Mahomes handshake with them. Okay, so if you do come up to me and we were going to have a conversation, I am going to greet you with that handshake. So you better learn it. And that goes for you too, Bradley, when I see you tomorrow at this oh hotel in Frankfurt. God.
1: okay? Right. okay. Is,
0: our first interaction has to be that handshake and I'm going to stick to that all weekend. Oh my
1: God. That's, that's, that's... I don't know what, I don't like the fact you're turning this into a Swifty, meet. <laughs> I really, I really don't. You're turning the whole thing into a Swifty, meet. We're going to be doing... You know, boats and hoes on the on the championship as well. We've got a yeah. lot of Swifties behind us and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we're going to have a podcast as well, live from Germany on Friday with, with Steve. The Arrowhead Report is going to be done by us, not by Pete Sweeney. So, yeah. Yeah. That'd be
1: different. I don't know what state we're going to be in for that, mate. But, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you've got you've got me and Tom this week, all week, giving there you cheese content. So, yeah, live from, live from Frankfurt. Awesome. Class. <laughs> Uh yeah, and obviously we've got the game. So the game is by the by, I suppose. I think I think the celebration of, of football, as we always do at these international series games, is the paramount thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um if we win, great. If we lose, I'm not gonna be too down downhearted about it. I think it's all about getting with the fans, having a bit of fun about it, celebrating the championship, um, and just having yeah, just having loads of fun and drinks and chats about the Chiefs. Sounds like fun to me. There will be lots of drinks. All right. Predictions. I think the Chiefs lose this game.
0: Um, I think they'll be better offensively. I do. Um, They get more than nine points. they score a touchdown. Um, Mm. But I think the Dolphins will win this game. And I think they might win it a little bit comfortably as well. So I'm going to say Chiefs 20, Dolphins 34.
1: Right. Okay. Well, I've gone Chiefs 17, Dolphins 28. Okay. So we're not, overly positive on this at the moment are we after, after seeing what the Chiefs have done against the Broncos or lack of um, I think you're right I think I think Dolphins have got too much too much in the tank against this Chiefs team who was kind of licking its wounds at the minute uh, and just still trying to find its own little kind of niche for what it's worth it wouldn't surprise me if the Chiefs ran all
0: the ball and won 2017 or whatever,
1: though
0: it wouldn't surprise me it there you are with the
1: positives mate there you are it
0: genuinely wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me uh, if the Chiefs won a close, low-scoring game or if the Chiefs get blown out, that's how I think this game could could go, one of those two ways. I think, yeah. I can't see a, a scenario where the Chiefs score more than 30 points. I mm. just can't. I can't see a scenario where they score more than 24, 25, to be honest.
1: But, um, Changing things have happened, haven't they? We soon see. Expected and expected with this team, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Right then. Okay, that's all we've got time for this week. We'll be back again on our usual Wednesday slot. But also remember, stick around on the Area Pride Podcast Network for more content from the team, and obviously, listen out for that update you're getting from me and Tom later in the week. Uh, and yeah, we'll be giving you everything that we're doing at uh, the Chiefs game in Frankfurt. So listen out for that. Um, if you can, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We like to read them out on the show. So please, if you like the show, give us a five star review we'll read it out on here for you as well and and Pete reads it out on the uh, the editor's show as well so get a double whammy uh, you can also check out the daily news articles on our website arrowheadpride.com but all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another we'll speak to you again soon